Hello and welcome to The Rejection Diaries Season 2 with me, Stuart White. Today I'm joined by Natalia Godsmark and we're going to be discussing all about her writing journey so far and her experience with rejection, how she's coped with it and how she's learned new strategies um, to help her along the way. And hopefully for everyone listening, there'll be some new strategies for you to learn today too. So hi Natalia, lovely to see you. Hi, nice to see you too. Uh, just so everyone gets a, a bit more of a, a feel for, for who you are and, and what you write and so on, could you tell us a little bit about about yourself and your, your writing journey so far? Yeah, I can. Um, I, um, I think like every writer, I always loved writing as a child. I, um, I you know, English was my favourite subject at school and then I went on to study um, English literature at university. Um, and I did a couple of creative writing modules during that, but the um, main degree was English literature, so it wasn't um, it wasn't that big within within the degree. Um, but uh, I um, carried on writing a little bit on the side whilst I then went into the workplace, but I didn't do much of it, and actually then ended up um, studying law. Um, as a as a postgraduate, um, and sort of forgot all about creativity <laughs> in the process, um, and I then moved to Australia after um, several years of studying law and, and training to be a lawyer, and became um, I, work, I ended up working in compliance for a while, um, which was again completely not creative um so I still did a little bit of writing on the side but but not loads because I didn't have loads of time and then um when I moved back to England um I got married and had a baby and um at that point thought in my naivety that oh when I'm on maternity leave I'll have loads and loads of time and I can do so I can read write that book that you know I've always dreamt of um and then obviously I had a baby and realized that you know you don't have quite as much time as you thought that you were going to. Um, but I did start writing a bit more because once the baby got a bit older and I started having a bit more time when she was sleeping, I would do bits here and there. Um, and I did finally write that first novel that I'd always you know, dreamed of doing, um, although it took me almost two years and it was terrible, like embarrassing. <laughs> So, um, but it, but it taught, taught me that you know I could do it. Um, so, uh, I mean, I, I queried it, which is really embarrassing now. I look back because, it, and I think every writer does this as well. They 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 query too soon when they don't know anything because um, they think, oh, you know, I've done it. And every website um, of any agent says, um, you know, we don't expect the finished product. And I think that they don't mean quite as unfinished as that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you, you know, you think might as well try. And anyway, I queried that and obviously got absolutely nowhere with it. Um, but that taught me that I could write in a book and I, I actually did, did have it in me. And so I thought, well, I need to do a bit of research and learn a bit more about because I was, I wanted to write middle grade specifically. Um, because just because I, I think, I think I've always, I've always loved, um, children's books. And in a, in a way, partly because I think as a child, you're so passionate about characters in a way that you're not as an adult. And I think when I, as I, as an adult, I've read books that I've loved, but two, three weeks later have forgotten what was in them completely. Whereas I can still recall every 
one of my absolute favorite books from a ch- my childhood. I sort of wanted to do that as well. Um, so I, I started, after I finished that first book, I started going to the library a lot and getting out middle grade books that had been published recently because um, everything that I remembered were, you know, books from the 90s and um, obviously things have changed so much. So I read lots. And then I wrote another book, um, which took me uh, just a year. So um, that was good. And I did, um, I queried that one. Um, and I got a little bit of good feedback. You know, I got a couple of agents said they wanted to read the full, um, but they it amounted to nothing. Um, so then uh, did it again, started again, wrote another one. Um, and again, same thing sort of happened. And then I started feeling quite despondent about it because I sort of thought, well, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And I hadn't done any courses. I was just trying to read a lot. Um, and at that point, um, I think I met someone via Twitter or something who said, well, there's this thing called Write Mentor Pitch, WM Pitch. Um, why don't you try and pitch your book and see if anyone likes it? But she had sent, she sent me that message on the day of WM Pitch and it was about six o'clock in the evening. So I did it, but obviously didn't get anywhere. But that was how I found out about Right Mentor. And then I, um, so then I Googled it and read about it, read about um, Lindsay Galvin's course. And I did that one. And that was last year in March. Um, so first lockdown, I was home with two babies, well, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And um Yeah, I I thought this will be a good thing for me for the evening. Um, I can do this um, once a week and it was reasonably priced. And so I sort of thought, yeah, why not try it? And actually, that's where I met loads and loads of other writers. And it's just been so helpful because ever since then, I've been swapping chapters with different writers. And sort of I've learned, I mean, Lindsay's course was amazing, but it wasn't just that that sort of has developed my writing um, it was you know, meeting all the other writers and also I think just learning through other people's interests and passions and you know by swapping work I've been critiquing things and I've sort of learned what I don't like when I read as well as what I do like um, so even just critiquing other people's works has been just as helpful um, so then I wrote another book last year and I have um, been querying that this summer and I actually, I mean, I've had some success with that. I got longlisted for the Guppy um, open submission. And then I got uh, four or maybe five full requests. And well, a couple of them are still out, but it's been months now. So you just don't know, do you, whether that means that they've read it and hate it or, you know, maybe they just haven't read it yet. <laughs> you just don't know. Um, and now I've started a new one and I'm on a new course with Jenny Pearson at the moment. Um, which I'm loving, actually. She's brilliant. She's so enthusiastic, which makes it um, just, it's, yeah, it's just really good fun. Um, and I'm writing a new one, so <laughs> that's it. Amazing. Oh, I really, I, I really, that's probably my favourite bit is um, listening to everyone talk about how they came into writing and, and how they got started and so on. Um, so it's lovely to to hear all that. Um, I just wanted to ask a couple of things just ab- about what you mentioned there. So you you said that you uh, felt the first book was not particularly good. It was awful. Um, <laughs> so did you send that one out to agents? Yeah, luckily I was still using my maiden name, so it's from an uh-huh. email address that they won't know anymore. 
Um, yeah, I did. I mean, sent it to every. I, I, I am. Um, that was the year that I bought the writers and readers handbook or whatever it's called. The one that um, yeah, lists yeah. everyone. And so, and I mean, I literally knew nothing about the industry at all then. I, I mean, I wouldn't say I know loads now, but I went through it and literally sent it to every single agent in that book. And I mean, so, terrible and, and a, a complete a form email as well. So it wasn't even like I had read the books that each of the agents were um, representing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was very embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> that's fine I mean I think honestly I think that's more common than you think people just sending out like a sort of uh, blanket email um, like I- I've heard of like people like CCing in all the agents they're submitting to just in one email <laughs> um, so yeah no, that's good um, so you obviously got off the mark with that that first one which was good um, it's good to get that you know, it's like ripping off a band-aid, you know, getting that first book out there and getting the rejections and so on. Um, and the fact that you then showed up and then wrote book two and three and so on, um, that's obviously a huge uh, testament to, you know, the resilience of just getting beyond that. Because I think even, you know, even people who, who finish a book, a lot of them after, you know, mass rejection, that book would give up. So um, how did you feel after after book one where um, it, it didn't go anywhere for you um, and you moved on to book two? I think, to be honest, I knew that it wasn't good enough. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what I was thinking. I think I was probably just so sleep deprived, and you know, I just thought, oh, I don't know. I think I just thought it was it was a fun idea, and then actually really enjoyed the process of writing it. So the next time I started, I thought, well, I'm going to do a bit more research here. I need to know a bit more about this, um, and particularly because you know, I was. I was remembering books that I loved that were written, you know, years ago. So it was silly because, you know, now books are so different. And even actually, I mean, they talk about how so Harry Potter obviously was one of my favourite books. I was about 12 when that came out. And, um, oh, I absolutely loved it. I mean, I was real fan. But even now I saw, I watched Barry Cunningham, uh, Cunningham the other day on a course um, and he said, like that would that would be very unlikely to be picked up now because of the very long chapter one that is almost all backlog and children nowadays have such um, short attention spans and so they they expect you to reach the end the inciting incident by the end of chapter one which obviously doesn't necessarily happen I don't think yeah it doesn't happen in Harry Potter so as an example um, so but yeah I sort of I I knew all that when I finished the first book I just think I was. You know, I'd, I'd written it, so I thought somebody has to read this. <laughs> so I sent it out to everyone. Oh, it was terrible. Um, although, actually, the idea itself, I may come back to it one day because it was quite a fun idea. It's just that it was badly, but I mean, it wasn't, yeah, it was just badly done. Um, uh-huh. And then, yeah, when I wrote the second one, actually, that one, um, it was just everything about it. it was much shorter, it was more concise. Because, um, yeah, that was the other thing is that the first book was. Um, it was for very. It was. It was almost a bit too young. I don't think I understood the differences between lower middle grade and upper middle grade. It was something like sixty thousand words, but it was very much lower middle grade in terms of the subject matter. Um, so it, it's just sort of a learning curve, isn't it? You don't. You don't know anything when you start out. So I just then that's when I decided. Okay, I don't know why I haven't done this before. I'm going to read loads and loads of books, and then I did, um, which is yeah. 
helped quite a lot. <laughs> I think my writing's better now. And so, yeah, so you moved into book two. Um, you'd obviously learned a little bit more. You 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 were happier with that book. Um, how did you feel when you started sending it out? And um, you said you got a few, a few requests for that one. Just a couple. Um, yeah, I felt much more positive about it. I think I spent so long uh, working on the first three chapters, though, because I knew that was what agents ask for when you send them out. And the mistake that the mistake I made was that I didn't. I, I mean, now I look back at that particular book and I think, well, the first few chapters were pretty good. It's sort of not. It, it was the rest of it, but I mean, you know, a book is between fourteen and fifty thousand words, well, sixty maybe thousand words. The whole thing has to be good, not just the first five thousand. Um, so uh, I think that was the mistake that I made there. It, it, but I'm not, I, again, that one actually is the one that I'm working on again now because um, because I really liked the idea. It was it was fun. It just needed it it needed quite a lot of. Um, quite a lot of work in the second half and now I've changed actually so much that it's almost unrecognisable but the premise is the same um, and uh, yeah that one was the one that I got longlisted for the Novel and Development Award earlier this year um, because I just thought oh, I'll try and I'll send it out just see see what they think and actually it gave me the confidence to sort of start that one again um, so yeah that yeah it's it's funny how it works though isn't it because when I think when you're about to start querying you're so enthusiastic about your own book, you can't imagine that other people won't be. And you, you send it out and you write this letter and you spend hours and hours on the synopsis trying to get it um, perfect, just in case that agent will read it and think it sounds like a good novel. And then um, when you get radio silence from most of them, it's very, very deflating. Um, and that, that's, I think, the hardest bit about this whole thing is that, you know, the enthusiasm, there's such highs when you've finished a book and you think this is this is definitely better than my last one. And the one that I've written this year, because um, I started in, I think I started in January and I sent it off in the summer. So it was actually quite a short space of time, but I felt like I'd learned so much. And I, um, and I, because I think it was that guppy long listing that, that gave me the confidence to then send it out. Um, and, um, and yeah, and I and, and actually I, I did get better feedback from it, but it's but obviously some it's so subjective, and some people write back immediately. I had two agents actually in the first week of sending it out saying, "Loved it, really want to read the whole. Um, can you send can you send me the full, and I'll get back to you in the next month or two. And then I sent it out to something like twelve agents in that, in that week, and then you know four of them literally nothing, um, and then a few of them sort of came back a few weeks later. But it's just, it's funny how, how it works, isn't it? Because it is so subjective. Some, mm -hmm. uh, oh yeah, I got one who within about four hours wrote me an email saying it's not for me. Um, so it just, it just depends, yeah. doesn't it? It depends whether they like the subject matter and whether they like your writing, whether it grabs them. So it has to be good and it has to have that luck as well, you know, of, of all those other things. Yeah, I mean, I always say there's three factors, um, luck, taste and timing. And you have to, you know, get all three of them. Uh, you know, and and that sort of um, ideal trinity of circumstance, and it's, it doesn't always work like that, unfortunately. You know, no matter how good the the book is that you've written. Um, I, w I wanted to touch on something you mentioned there. You talked about uh, the the silence and the waiting um, as being particularly tough for you. Um, what, what what's your what's your experience been recently? 
you know, because you said you queried in the summer. What's your experience been recently of waiting and not hearing back and so on compared to previous novels? Oh, definitely. It's got worse, I think. Um, since since COVID, I think everyone thinks they're a novelist. So um, <laughs> every, everyone is um, sending out books. And I mean, I've, I've heard that loads um, in the, you know, the agent, um, I think they're called agent parties, the SCDBWI, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I've, I've been watching quite a lot of them. Um, they The agents say... Um, that they're receiving sort of three, four to five times the amount that they were pre-COVID. But it's starting to get better now, apparently. But then I maybe I queried at the wrong time because I didn't sort of think about Frankfurt, which apparently, like, basically for an entire month, no agents even look at their submissions and, you know, all these other factors that you just don't know about. But I don't really know when there is a good time to query because it, it always seems to be a problem doesn't it you know it's Christmas you can't yeah. Christmas but it's summer <laughs> everyone's on holiday or, you know so I think yeah, you should yeah. have a query when your book's finished and then just try not to be impatient which is not my strongest point <laughs> so I'm, yeah, yeah. I've done my best basically I've focused on a new book that's the only way that you can do it um but yeah it is there are there have definitely been times in the last few weeks when I just sort of thought, oh, what is the point of this? When you go through the whole thing and you really get enthusiastic about it and you love it and you love it and then you get nothing back or you, or you do get, or the worst actually, I think, worse than the silence is um, the, uh, the um, I've had some agents request the full, read it and then write back and say, so one of them wrote, I love the pacing, I love the main character, I think the voice is brilliant and you should really stick with that. However, it's not for me. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to fix there. That doesn't give me anything to work with. So um, it's just quite frustrating. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's the, I, I, I completely agree. Those are amongst the worst ones. Where... Yeah, and people call them champagne rejections. And you think, well, there's nothing to celebrate here. Basically, you're telling me there's, I can't do anything. <laughs> I was wanting to ask you about um, what... You know, obviously you've written a few books now and sent them out. What is there a single rejection or a sort of group of rejections which have uh, been the most difficult for you? And and how did you feel um, when that happened? If if you do have any of those, I mean, they're they're always difficult, really, because I mean. So, I, well, I have had one or two that were quite tricky work. So one of them, in, in my last one, I got an agent right back to me saying, I've really loved this. Um, I think I think this is great, but I have just recently um, taken on a graphic novel with a similar premise. And that's frustrating because you sort of think, well, if I had um, if I'd queried a few months earlier, but I wasn't ready a few months earlier, so it's sort of irrelevant. Um now that's always a bit difficult. I hate I hate the silence. I find that really annoying, actually, yeah. because I sort of feel like I think it's, it feels almost unkind. It feels cruel because I and I know that I, I know that agents are busy and I know that they read in their spare time, but they also rely on authors. And if you're you know you're spending all this time working on a book, and most books take up to a year or whatever or more. Actually, some people I know have taken three or four years to write them. And then they've sent them off and then there's not even a reply or not even a confirmation of receipt. And that I find really difficult because, and actually sometimes actually worse than that is when you talk to an agent in a one-to-one or, you know, 
some of the courses that I have done, the um, the agent comments on you know the first chapter or whatever at the end, and then they say it's brilliant. I'd love to read this, and then you write it, you send it to them, and then there's no no feedback at all, just nothing. And they and they say, but if we don't get back to you within twelve weeks, you need to know that we're not interested. And I think that is quite hard. Um, it's all it's all quite hard to cope with, isn't it? Rejection is never good, and also you don't get much validation along the journey anyway. So while you're writing, that that I think is the that's why Write Mentor and other places where you meet other writers is so important. Um, certainly for me, in the last year, I've improved so much and also enjoyed it much more because I've had friends who who are doing the same thing and. And they can also help when you get the rejections that you're so disappointed by because they know how it feels. Whereas, you know, my husband's very kind to me about it, but he doesn't know how it feels because he hasn't been through it. So let's finish off then with uh, something which might be useful for the people that are listening. Do you have uh, one bit of advice or, uh, or a tip or something that you've learned along the way that might be useful to others who have sent out their work and are, are waiting um, a response um so i mean obviously get some writer friends that's always the best um writers that's the tip the tip really that everyone i would imagine gives because i think having other people who are going through this with you makes it just so much easier and they are your competition but only sort of because everybody's style is different and yes you might be submitting to the same agents but the same agents won't necessarily like both of your work. It just it's so silly to think of it like that. I think I did think of it like that a bit at the beginning, and I sort of changed my opinion completely. Um, I also think maybe one recommendation would be don't get those. You know, you can get these paid manuscript appraisals because um, I did that once where, um, but I didn't know who it was really. I you just you you. you you Google it and loads of them come up and it's really hard to know who to choose. And I wouldn't, I would just say take every piece of feedback you get with a pinch of salt because they can be quite cruel. And some of them, you know, some of them are, you know, other authors who who work with, you know, Spark Mentoring or whatever are great because there's no agenda. There's no, they, they are just trying to help you and that works really well. But some of them who's claim to, um, you know, or we'll, we'll send yours to an agent if we think it's good enough and all this stuff. It's all just a marketing scheme and they charge so much money and, I mean, they're never going to, <laughs> it seems. Um, they, yeah, so I would, I, would be, I would think twice before throwing more money at it because it is, there, there are a lot of these things that will take advantage of everyone who's just desperate to get published. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you so much um, for for a, for those insights, but also for just sharing your experience more generally and being so honest and open about it. Um, it's really hard, I think, sometimes to to talk about the this side of it. And I know a lot of people just won't do it at all. Um, and so your sharing and your insights will, will really help other writers as well who are at a similar stage. So um, thanks so much for, for sharing everything you have today, Natalia. Of course, yeah. It was, it was good talking about it, actually. It's very okay. cathartic. <laughs> yeah, it's very therapeutic, I think. Um, so thanks so much for joining us. Okay, you're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you.